Welcome to Flat Springs Baptist Church. It's so good to see everyone here this morning. Uh, if you're visiting with us for the first time, we want to say a special welcome to you. We're glad that you're here. We do have visitors cards. If you'll just take one in the pew, you'll fill it out, and then it'll drop in the offering plate when it comes by. Uh, a few announcements to share with you this morning. Uh, we are going caroling this Wednesday, uh, so we will meet here at the church at 530 um, and leave to go caroling. And then after we're done caroling, uh, we're going to dinner at Cafe Vesuvio. Uh, we do have a sign-up sheet in the atrium. So if you are interested in going with us, please sign up. And then if you will write an E beside your name if you're planning to eat at Cafe Vesuvio um, so that we can know what our headcount is so we can make a reservation, please. Uh, there is also a sign-up sheet uh, for the Will of God Bible Study. It is posted um, out in the atrium as well. So if you would like to sign up uh, for that study, you can go ahead and do that. Um, this will be on Sundays starting in February, and it will run from 3.30 to 5, uh, and it is a 13-week study. And we would love for you to participate with us in that. Um, we're hoping to get the whole church involved, and then our youth will be participating in that as well. So if that's something you're interested in or want to know a little bit more about it, um, you're welcome to talk to Gary or myself, and we would be glad to let you know a little bit more about that. Uh, parents of youth, I need to know if your child is going to be participating in our progressive dinner for next Saturday. Um, so if that's something that your child would like to participate in, please let me know today um, so that I can get in our orders for our food. Uh, we hope that you will join us tonight as the Chancel Choir presents their Christmas cantata. It will begin in here tonight at 6, and then there will be a reception following in the fellowship hall. Uh, we are asking the church family to please bring finger foods. Um, so we just ask that you come and participate with us tonight. We are excited to hear um, the choir share with us. Also, please remember and take note that there is a responsive reading in your bulletin again today. Uh, if you will have that easily accessible, um, you'll need it when I come back up uh, after the choir sings of the Father's love. A few prayer requests to share as well this morning. Uh, we want to be in prayer for the Hobart Wicker family. Uh, Mr. Hobart passed away. Um, and then also Anthony Harrington fell yesterday and is a patient at CCH. Uh, Joanne Thomas remains a patient, patient at CCH. And then Miss Ernestine Bridges as well is at CCH. Um, so please just keep all of these um, people in your prayers during this time. If you would, let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we find ourselves gathered in this sacred space once again. God, I pray that wherever we find ourselves this season, whether it's excited and, and filled with anticipation or sad and filled with worry, I pray that we might be able to find joy in knowing that we have the opportunity to celebrate the birth of your son, the greatest gift we could ever receive. Be with us now and help us to find that joy and praise your name. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
During Advent, we wait for the one promised in Scripture, and he will be called Everlasting Father. We wait for the one who knows our deepest thoughts and fulfills our every need, and he will be called Everlasting Father. We wait for the one who will love us unconditionally as a parent loves a child, and he will be called Everlasting Father. We wait for the one whose grace and mercy will never end, and he will be called Everlasting Father. Today we light three candles. The first reminds us of our hope in knowing Jesus as our wonderful counselor. The second helps us celebrate the fact that God loves us. As we light the third candle, we reflect on the joy found in serving our God, who in spite of our flaws, loves us like a good parent loves their children. We affirm, affirm our everlasting Father is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Today we light the third candle of Advent, the candle of joy. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, we thank you for your promises and for coming to earth to be our everlasting Father. As we continue the Advent journey, help us to know the joy that come from resting in our eternal Father's care and help us to spread this joy everywhere we go today and every day. We pray this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. O come, all ye faithful. Number 89. Let's stand as we sing, please.
most gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for this wonderful day to come into your house. Thank you for all the blessings that you give us each and every day. Father, we ask that you might be with those that are sick, those that have lost loved ones. We can't begin to name the list of all, but you know each and every one. You know each and every one's need, Father, and we ask that you might be with each one of them and have your way. Father, we thank you for your son Jesus and help us to remember the reason for this time, the fire season. Father, now I ask that you might bless these tithes, these offerings to further your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. take just a moment to to thank Isabel and Casey for uh, participating in our worship today by playing uh, piano selections. We always want to be encouraging of our children as they grow in, in talents that they can use to further the kingdom. We're going to do our four carols again. Uh, hymn number 93, it came upon a midnight clear. First verse only on all of these carols. <laughs>
Well, good morning. How are y'all? Good. Okay. So I bought, brought some boxes with me today. And these boxes, they make a tower, but they also tell a story. So I'm going to see if you guys can help me tell this story because I think you've heard it before. So on this first box, we have a man and a woman and a donkey. Who do you think these are? These Mary and Joseph. Okay, so on the back it says, Joseph, born of David's line, went off to Bethlehem one day to sign with Mary, his young wife, who was expecting her very first child. Let's see what's on the next box. Then we have this guy. Who does this look like? Okay, but what, is it, what does it say right there? No room. Who would tell them no room? The innkeeper, that's right. It says they searched the city far and wide for shelter for the expectant bride. The inn was full and they weren't able to find a room, but there was a stable. Okay, so we're going to keep stacking. What is this? An angel. An angel. Knowing that the time was near, Mary felt the Lord was here. For an angel had told her she was the one who would bear the Christ, God's only son. Okay. It's getting smaller. Who is this? A shepherd. A shepherd. What does he have with him? Sheep. A little sheep. The angels in the sky made the shepherds exclaim, Oh my! And to Bethlehem they ran and saw the tiny babe lying in the straw. Who is this? Baby Jesus. Baby Jesus. So on that blessed Christmas morn, Jesus Christ the Lord was born. And angels sang of heaven's glory. Now all can know the Christmas story. Okay. And then this last one, what is that? The star. The star. It says, while high above a bright star shone, God's love reflected for his own, a shining star to guide the way to Christ back then and still today. So that, boys and girls, is our Christmas story. And we've got this tower here. But I want you guys to remember this story and to remember that this, baby Jesus, is why we celebrate Christmas. That's what it's all about. So we're getting kind of close to Christmas, right? Do you know how many days are left until Christmas? 10. I knew somebody would know. <laughs> So we have 10 days left, and that is so exciting. But what is so exciting is that we get to celebrate the greatest gift we've ever been given, and that is Jesus Christ, okay? So that is why we celebrate. That's why we're excited, and I want you guys to remember that, okay? Let's say a prayer together. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for these children, God. I thank you that you have entrusted them into our care. God, we are so excited that Christmas is coming, and we are so excited that we get to celebrate your son Jesus' birth. Help us not to forget that that is why we celebrate. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
I could stand and speak to a billion people. But I wouldn't want to sing in front of three, and I wouldn't even want to try to play an instrument in front of four. And to do what they did, that's big. That's just very, very big. Thank you, guys. You blessed us today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we gather in this place hopeful of a fresh anointing, hopeful for another word, anticipating your presence, for Lord, you are our greatest celebrity. And we are honored to drop your name. And we have gathered in this place, some of us, many, many times. And Lord, you don't disappoint us. For when you show up and we connect with you, we're different. You make those small adjustments. And Lord, we'll confess that sometimes we fail. Sometimes we fall back. But Lord, through our persistence, we keep coming. And today, oh God, it is our prayer that we might remember the story of the wise men who saw your star and they sought you, or the shepherds who heard the angel band and came to Bethlehem and found you. It is our prayer, Lord, that as we seek, we might find. And that like the shepherds, we might leave your presence as different people going back, sharing with all that we have seen the Lord. Continue to guide us and direct us as we lift your name above every name. For it is in the strong name of Jesus Christ we make this prayer. Amen. Our anthem this morning is almost there. It has many contexts in which you can think about it. Um, Mary and Joseph were almost to Bethlehem, a journey of about 90 miles, nine months pregnant on the back of a donkey. And I have to think about Joseph. He must have been a really good encourager to help her um, stay on that and keep moving forward. But Christ had been prophesied throughout every book of the Old Testament for hundreds of years. And so we were, the Jews were almost there to where the Messiah was going to be coming. And I hope in our journey that we're almost there in our relationship with Christ and that we are ready to celebrate his birth in 10 days.
Thank you, choir. This evening at 6, we'll have the opportunity to share in the message that the choir has been working on. I know you'll want to come and hear that message and also to honor our choir by you helping us with the food for the reception that we can share with them afterwards. Our text is found in the prophet Isaiah, the ninth chapter. It's a familiar passage. It's a powerful passage. He gives us insights into God's plan from the very beginning before Jesus would be born. I couldn't help but think as the choir was singing almost there. I wonder today if there's someone who has been almost ready but today would be the day that you'd be there. The titles, they take on meaning in Jewish life of that waited for Messiah. But it is so logical to transfer them from the wrong impression to the right impression. And to see Jesus Christ in every part of this passage. Our text is found in Isaiah 9, verses 6, and we'll read through verse 7. If you're able, I would invite you to stand as a way of honoring the reading of this portion of God's Word. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. And yes, it will. Blessed be the name. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for this moment to come into this passage of Scripture and allow it to touch our thinking. Alter our understanding. To cause us to allow your Holy Spirit to use these names. Mighty Counselor. Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. You are wonderful. You are mighty. You are everlasting. And you are our prince. And Lord, as we pause and allow these titles to wash over our imagination, you give us a way forward. Through the darkness, you are our light. 
through the confusion, you are our knowledge. Through the challenges, your yoke is easy. Heavenly Father, allow us into your presence as we praise your name and worship you. For it is in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. I read about a guy that was known for finding great deals, and he bought his wife a beautiful diamond ring for Christmas. And his friend said, well, that's nice, but I thought she wanted an SUV. And he said, she did. But where am I going to find a fake Jeep? Well, as our children have reminded us, we're 10 days away from Christmas. How do you measure that countdown? In days off, or in days until days off, till school is out, counting down when the family's going to arrive, they all have their place. But do we ever think of Christmas as the initiation of eternity? It is the day in history when God interrupted history and put on flesh and came into our midst. It's no fake. It's the real thing. This title, Everlasting Father, they often talked in Israel's terms of looking back. We talk about Father Abraham, and they would talk about Father Isaac and Father Jacob, and so to talk about the everlasting father made good sense to them. And you and I learned long ago when we learned that model prayer, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So we understand this idea of father and everlasting, but coupling them together was a truth that only Jesus could fulfill. The first truth I want us to notice is that it is a permanent part of who God is, that what we celebrate at Christmas is permanent. Now, I have a history because I remember my mom would used to go, and she said she was going to go get a permanent at the beauty dresser. You, how many of y'all know what that is? And I said, no, you're going to go get a temporary. It's not permanent. You have to go every couple of weeks and get another one. It's a temporary. So I would ask her, are you going to get your temporary today? There are a few things in life that are permanent. In fact, I can only think of really one. We all like warranties, don't we? Lifetime warranties, 10-year warranties, extended warranties. I have folks that call me about twice a week because they're concerned about my warranty and they're wanting to help me make it longer. You get those calls? But I only know of one everlasting, only one permanent, and we've just read about him. The psalmist says this, as for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower in the field, for the wind passes over it, and it's gone, and its place 
knows it no more. Temporary. The psalmist goes on to say, but the steadfast love of the Lord is, are you ready for this? From everlasting to everlasting. On those who fear him and on his righteousness to children's children. Passing on eternity from one generation to the next. To those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens and his kingdom rules over all. The only eternal thing is God. Before there was, there was God. Now if you can figure that out, call me. Even if it's at 3 in the morning, you call me and you wake me up and you explain that to me. Before there was anything, there was God. He is eternal both ways, past and future. With that said, he gives us this name of being eternal. I wonder if you were to go out onto any street in America and ask the question, how many would like to live forever? And then couple that with, with no health issues, with no need for insurance, amen, with no need for medical or medicine, with no disease, with no heartache, with no disappointment, you reckon we'd have any takers? You reckon anybody in America would, would want a part of that deal? Do you think that's something that should we be able to bottle it and sell it, we might make some money? And yet, friends, that's exactly, that's exactly the gift of Christmas. That's exactly what God is all about. That's what God has come to do. He's come to give us eternal, eternal life. And not eternal existence, but eternal life. Secondly, he, def he defines himself in that of a parent, parentally. He's permanent and he's a parent as father. Now, I'm aware that speaking to a, a, an audience this size, probably not everyone had a great father. I've been, I was blessed with a wonderful dad. But whether you have a dad, maybe you grew up without a dad. Maybe you grew up with a, a dad that was not a good influence. But still, with that said, we all know what it means to have a good, loving father. We, we've watched enough TV and we've read enough novels to understand that you can paint dad as that solid, that solid figure in a person's life that can be an anchor point. When we see it on display, it warms our hearts. This is the image of father, the patriarch of the family, with the family's best interest at heart. This is what Isaiah has in mind. Of all the roles that we could refer to God, this is the most endearing one and the most powerful when we understand it. A father that brings us strength to our trials and to our troubles. A father that cares for us and wants to share our life 
A father who builds on those previous two names, who is a wise counselor and mighty in power. Do you remember those times where either you said it or you heard commercials about it? My dad's stronger than your dad. My dad can take your dad. You remember those days? Well, isn't it good to know that our dad, our heavenly dad, is the strongest of all? Isn't it good to know that that parent is the one that has all the power? I don't know your need today, but I do know God's power today. And I can stand without knowing your need and tell you emphatically on God's word, God's power is exactly what you need. God's power is sufficient for every trial. And that really segues into the third characteristic that I want to see from this everlasting father. Not only is he permanent everlasting, not only is he a father parental, but he's a protector. I think that's a main role of a dad, that role of father. And one of the major roles of a father is to be the protector. I remember as a child that when I would hurt myself, I remember on three different occasions, I did it well enough to require stitches. I was fortunate to never break a bone so far. Well, uh, then there was my accident with the hedge trimmer. We won't count that. But I remember what I'd always do. I'd cry, Mama. You know, I'm seven, eight, nine years old, and that's just my knee-jerk reaction, Mama. And Mama had a knee-jerk reaction. She would always cry, Mac, that was my dad's name, Mac. I don't know why I didn't cut out the middleman, because I knew it was going to be Dad. It was always going to be Dad. Dad was going to be the one to cover the wound. Dad was going to be the one to carry me to the doctor. It was always going to be my dad. I've shared with you a story that years ago I was playing baseball in uh, a pickup game, and we were out in a, a vacant lot, and I got one of those sweet pitches, and I really got into it. I didn't do that very often. Football was my game, but I nailed that ball. And it was almost as though it were in slow motion as it headed way over everybody's head. And then suddenly a house came into view, the house right next to the vacant lot. And that lady that everyone was convinced was a witch, she lived in that house. And that ball just flew so beautifully right for her kitchen window. Do you know what a baseball will do to a kitchen window? And I was shocked that first of all, I hit the ball that far. And secondly, that my aim, had it been an aim at all, could have done that. And so for just a moment, I was in between admiring that hit and saying, oh no, I broke that window. And you can imagine my amazement that when I, I broke from that trance of watching that ball and looking at the vacant lot that just a moment ago had nine guys playing baseball, there was nobody there but me. <laughs> and I did what every nine-year-old did. I dropped that bat and I headed home at a high rate of speed. My dad was mowing the grass in the front yard and he could tell by my gait that I was upset because I knew I was in trouble because I knew about that lady. 
He cut off the mower, and I told him what had happened. He said, well, did you go see her? I said, no, no, Dad. I came to you. I came to you. He said, well, let's go see her. And I remember when we, we started down Jordan Street. It was in Greenwood, South Carolina. And we were walking down toward her house. She was coming out her front door with a broom. I am not making this up. <laughs> with a broom. And I remember we just, and I thought this would be a good time for us to go home, you know. I, I had a whole different plan than that. Daddy never broke stride. We kept walking. But I, as we got close, you could see the anger and the frustration on her face. And I will remember when my dad, who was a little disappointed in me just a moment ago, suddenly fell into his role as my protector. And I remember when he reached out and just kind of grabbed me on my far shoulder and pulled me behind him as we got face to face with that lady in that broom. And he fixed it. But he put me in the safe place. I've never forgotten that. I've only experienced something somewhat like that one other time in my life. And that was the time when I made my way from the seat at Second Baptist Church and took my same dad by the hand and told him that I knew Jesus Christ was my Savior. And he was my Lord. And he was my God. And I felt that same sense of protection. I felt the holy hand pull me close. Isn't it good that we have a holy protector? An everlasting father who loves us, who cares for us, who has our best interest at his heart. You see, too often we only think of protection here on this earth. As a pastor, I must proclaim a truth that unless the Lord returns, and I pray the Lord come quickly, but we're all, we're all going to, to pass out of this world. I'm amused sometimes when people say, if I die, <laughs> brother, sister, it's not a if, it's a reality. But yet, if you've ever felt that holy hand of protection pull you close to where he is, even that's not a problem. We sing because he lives. I love the line that says, and then one day I'll cross the river. I'll fight life's final war with pain. And then, as death gives way to victory, I'll see the lights of glory, and I'll know he lives. Everlasting Father. <laughs> A Father who is no fake. A Father who loves us so much that putting on flesh and being born in a stable in Bethlehem wasn't too much to make sure he could get his holy hands on you and on me and pull us safe forever and for always. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Would you pray with me? <coughs> Heavenly Father, we are grateful for your love, 
We are grateful that you are our permanent God, our everlasting God. That you have provided for us eternal life. That we can live, we can live forever. Live in joy and peace and harmony. Enjoy pleasure. Enjoy all that you've created and are creating. You've invited us into a relationship of being a child of yours, <laughs> that you're our father. We can call you daddy. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you for your hand of protection that even though death is a reality, we proclaim because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Heavenly Father, there may be one here today who doesn't know you in the pardon and forgiveness of their sins. Who doesn't know for sure that their life has been secured on heaven's shores. Today, Lord, I hope they will see you extending to them eternal life. The ability to live forever if they would confess that they are a sinner. And recognize that sin separates them from you because you're a holy God. But that you sent Jesus, your Son, our Savior. That if we would allow him to be the Lord of our life, we could live forever. Oh, Heavenly Father, what a gift. What a Christmas gift. What a gift at Christmas. Lord, if there's one here today who doesn't know you in the pardon and forgiveness of their sins and doesn't know your joy from feeling you pull them close to you, then Lord, we don't want them to be almost there. We want today to be the day of salvation. We want today to be the day. And Lord, if there's one of us here today who knows because of living life and because of whatever reasons we're not where we need to be, then Lord, we've worshipped you today. and We've praised your name. We've, we've heard from you and, and we love you and, and we feel your Holy Spirit pulling us close. Help us, oh God, to respond to you. Maybe there's some adjustments we need to make. Maybe there's some commitments we need to make. Maybe there's some things we need to change. Maybe there's some adjustments in our life and our living that need to be adjusted. Oh, Heavenly Father, Everlasting Father, would every, would every, Heavenly Father, would every decision that needs to be made for you today to change tomorrow. May we be brave enough to do it. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our hymn of decision this morning is
O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, page 76. This morning, our altar is open, and if you need to make some decision public for our Lord, then come. I continue to pray for the Lord to make it easy for folks at Flat Springs to come to the altar and pray. I believe that can change things. I'm just going to keep praying that prayer. I'm going to keep inviting you to come. If there's one here today who doesn't know Christ in the pardon and forgiveness of your sins, then today, all oh, today, today could be the day. If you'll step out in faith, he'll meet you there. Whatever our need, may we respond as we stand together and say. Remind you that tonight is our uh, cantata again uh, and then our reception following. If you could go with us caroling, and uh, I just really think that could be a powerful ministry from our church to some people who really need it. And right now, I don't know what we're going to do with as many people we got in the hospital. We'll figure it out, but we'll go. And... Uh, we need to know how many are going to eat, so I've just asked you to put an E, and that you may have been by there early this morning, and that list wasn't out there. It is out there now. Please sign up. Please go with us. Help us to share that joy and that time of fellowship with one another, but also with a, a time that we will bring some real joy to some people's hearts and lives. Uh, doesn't matter about singing. I'm going, so you come on, okay? Uh, but we just need uh, the folks to show up. You, if you've not been on that end, and if you have been, you know. And if you can go, then you come help us as we find those folks who we believe we might be able to encourage with that time of sharing together. We'll meet at 5.30. We changed it from 5 to 5.30 to help some folks get off work. And then if you want to eat, uh, you can sign up. And, and if you decide Tuesday you can do it and you didn't sign up, you come on. We'll, we'll find you a spot 
Don't think because you didn't sign up, you get off the hook. If the Lord keeps working on your heart, you come and you do what the Lord leads you to do. Looking forward to tonight. Thank you for being here. And now as we leave this place, may we do so in God's peace and in his power and in his abiding presence that we might be his people in the midst of all his people. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, remind us of our role as your church people to carry the light that came to Bethlehem so long ago that it might shine in the darkness of those who don't know you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.